the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to His Life Revealed with Pastor Todd Granger of His Life Fellowship in San Antonio, Texas. We're glad you've chosen to join us today. Our passion at His Life Ministries is to help believers know Him and show Him. So we keep it simple. It's just about Jesus. Our prayer is that the Holy Spirit will make His truth plain to you so you can walk in freedom and enjoy the life of union that God has designed for you to live. And now, here's Pastor Todd. Let's take a look at our text for today, which is Hebrews chapter 10, verses 18 through 25. Please stand with me as I read from God's Word. Therefore, believers, since we have confidence and full freedom to enter the holy place, the place where God dwells by means of the blood of Jesus, by this new and living way which he initiated and opened for us through the veil as in the holy of holies, that is, through his flesh. And since we have a great and wonderful priest who rules over the house of God, let us approach God with a true and sincere heart in unqualified assurance of faith and having our hearts sprinkled clean from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. Let us seize and hold tightly the confession of our hope without wavering for he who promised is reliable and trustworthy and faithful to his word. And let us consider thoughtfully How we may encourage one another to love and to do good deeds, not forsaking our meeting together as believers for worship and instruction, as is the habit of some, but encouraging one another and all the more faithfully as you see the day of Christ's return approaching. May God bless the reading of his word. You may be seated. Now, this portion of Hebrews is inviting us literally into the sanctuary of the triune God. Now, as is the custom of the Spirit of God in the New Covenant, he first reveals through his word the doctrine of truth, and then he invites us to live in that truth which he has enabled us to do. So from chapter 1, verse 1, through chapter 10, verse 18, he illustrates the superiority of Christ and the superiority of the new covenant. We have in those verses the exposition of the saving work of Christ, our great high priest. The remainder will be an invitation to embrace and live to the fullness of truth. In verse 18, the author has written that there is no more offering for sin. So verse 19 is really the dividing point. The first section is doctrinal, and the last is more application, a call to live it out. 
which is where we typically fall away, isn't it? We think that understanding is enough. We think knowing about is enough. And then we complain that the Christian life isn't all that we thought it should be. When the fulfillment, the realization, the manifestation of the great and full life that we have in Christ is only experienced by faith in the living it out. And if we don't know what that is, then we don't call to faith to allow it to come forward through our soul. Verse 22 tells us, let us approach or draw near. This is what the new creation was made for. It's what we're equipped for. It is how he made us. We were made in his image to dwell in his presence. Everything that would obscure, everything that would obstruct, everything that would stand in the way of living in that intimate relationship with him, living in that comfortable presence. You never think about God having a comfortable presence. The reality is that you were made to be comforted in his presence. It's natural. You're at home there. It is normal. Yes, there is reverential fear. Yes, there is holiness. Yes, there is power and majesty and glory beyond comprehension. But guess what? Your eyes have been made ready to see the glory of the Lord. Your fingers have been made ready to trace the word of God from the book read aloud. Your lips were made to utter the praise that the angels can't utter. You were made for him. You were made for his presence. And he invites you to draw near because that's what you should do. A fish should never be out of water. You should not be away from the presence of God. And you cannot be. The issue for us is the recognition that we are in the presence of God. And knowing the fullness, as he says, I have come that you might have life and that you might have it to the full. Knowing that fullness is, by faith, living in the truth of the presence of God with you. That's what it is. In verses 18 and 19, verse 18, he says, there is no more offering for sin. It's done. There can be no other offering. The blast offering, the offering of Christ was sufficient. So in verse 19, that dividing point, in that first section, he says, Come, on the basis of the fact that there could be no more offering, on the basis of the fact that you have been fully forgiven, on the basis of the fact that you are now a new creation, created for his presence, come, approach, draw near. Come into his presence. We are to draw near as the hand-picked and personally mentored elect to worship God. Let's look at verse 19. Therefore, believers, since we have confidence and full freedom to enter the holy place, the place where God dwells by means of the blood of Jesus, therefore, because there is forgiveness... And there remains no more need for atonement or further sacrifice. Therefore, believers, and that's you, that's you if you're a child of God. Therefore, believers, children of God, 
You are children birthed of faith, believing in the saving work of Jesus. That completely finished your debt and your sin-cursed existence before a holy God is no more. You are now pure and free and righteous. Since we have confidence, that word confidence in the Greek is parousia, and it means free and fearless confidence, cheerful courage, boldness, and assurance. How often do you enter in the presence of God in that way? You have to think about that. How often do you enter his gates with thanksgiving in your heart? How often do you enter his courts with praise? How often do you enter in freedom? Let me tell you something. Your soul may tell you that you're not worthy. Your soul may have in it all the baggage of your mistakes and your failures. And you may fail, feel like that when you come before God, that somehow that you are now dragging before him things that he had not taken account of, and that you are now not worthy of his presence. It is a lie. It is an emotional distortion. It is not based in truth. When you are before the Lord, and you are ever before the Lord, you are clothed in the righteousness of Christ. That is where you are. Now, is there any reason as you stand before the holy throne of God, clothed in the righteousness of Christ, is there any reason that you cannot be confident of his love, confident of his grace, confident of his mercy, confident of his provision, confident of his protection, confident of all that he has in store through Christ Jesus for you? Is there any reason? I don't think so. With boldness. We don't even have to think twice about it. We're assured of it. We're not hesitant. We're not timid. God has not given us the spirit of timidity. When did that disappear? When he gave us his spirit. We can be before him. There's no further need for sacrifice. This is how we're invited to enter into the holy place, which the Amplified defines for us is the place where God dwells. We're invited. This is, this is what's so astounding, is that we're invited in this way. We're invited to come with boldness. We're invited to walk in with confidence. We're invited to come without any hesitancy. Now, most of us here have been parents at one time or another. We always know when a child approaches us with hesitancy, there's something wrong. There's something between you and them in their mind. God says, I've cleared all that away. Every bit of it. There's no reason for you to be hesitant before me. How is that possible? Well, it's possible by means of the blood. We have the blood-bought way. We have the blood-soaked covenant path that is laid open for us the very presence of the triune God. We have come in a new and living way, the new and living way of Christ. John 14, 6, Jesus declares unto them, and this is something they had absolutely no comprehension of. He said, Jesus said to them, I am the way, the only way. To God. I am the real truth and the real life. No one comes to the Father but through me. 
That's how you're coming to the throne, through him, through the way, through the new and living way. It's not a way that we stumbled into or could lose. It's not a way that we discovered on our own. We were brought there by a guide, by the great authority over the house of God. He has carried us there, clothed in his righteousness, bearing his name, and welcomed us into the bosom of the eternal Father. We have come in Christ. Verse 20. And by this new and living way, which he initiated and opened for us through the veil, as in the holy of holies, that is, through his flesh. This is the way that he initiated it. It is the way he opened for us. This new way, this living way, he is the door for it. He is the door by which we enter into the holy place. When Adam sinned, the way was shut, and the angel with the flaming sword was set to guard it. That's in Genesis chapter 3. Now, that flaming sword of justice has been extinguished in the shed blood of Christ. And now the door is wide open for the blood-washed child of God. The only way into the Holy of Holies was through the blood. It is a new and living way. And the word new, this is very interesting. That word new in the Greek is prosphatos. Prosphatos. And it literally means slaughtered. That's what it means. Slaughtered. Freshly killed. When compounded, actually, it means to slay. Because of the death of Christ, the way has been opened for us. It is called the new way because it is in contrast to the old covenant. It is a living way in contrast to the old covenant, which was the way of death. Also because the new covenant is a living covenant. It leads to eternal life. Living and life are always used to talk about Jesus. Living and life. You know why? Because Jesus epitomizes how God defines life. God doesn't see life beyond Jesus. Jesus again in John 14 says, I am the life. We enter through the veil, which is his flesh. We enter it through the humanity of Christ. The veil had to be rent or torn in two. It couldn't just be removed. It must be torn. There had to be a death in order to create the way of life. He must die first, and then he enters into the holiest, purified in his own blood, into the very presence of God as our high priest. Verse 21, and since we have a great and wonderful priest who rules over the house of God, since, obviously a past action, this is who we have as our high priest. We have now, now we have a great and wonderful priest A priest who doesn't just serve before the Lord. A priest that doesn't just serve in his house. A priest who is over, rules over his house. That means he orders it. And part of the order of God's house is you. Is you. Verse 22. Let us approach God with a true and sincere heart in unqualified assurance of faith. 
having had our hearts sprinkled clean from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. Let us approach with a true heart, a sincere heart, in an unqualified assurance of faith. There is a choice to be made. It is not if we come before the Lord. It is not whether or not we can be worthy to come before the Lord or worthy to approach the Lord. It is not whether we will approach with a sincere heart. It's whether or not we will approach with faith in the heart and the truth of how he has made us. You have a sincere heart. That means a faith that is based in the, in the work of Christ, not in the work of flesh. We should reckon ourselves before him in faith. He wants us to hold to the truth of our new heart, to confess our love by faith, not just with soulish motivations. Now, I want you to understand that. And you should know it fairly clearly, because before you came into the understanding of what it was to have a new heart before God, you came before God with a penitent Spirit, a penitent soul, constantly crying out to him to make you worthy, to create in you something that was worthy of him, to make you more sincere, believing that if he could place sincerity in you, you could somehow avoid the sins that you're constantly tripping over, that he could make you a better Christian. How many of us have prayed to be a better Christian? All of these things were going on in our soul before the throne. We, we were grappling with all of these things and somehow feeling that that penitence reserved us a place place before God and he would take sympathy upon us and he would be merciful towards us. And what a twisted, distorted idea of what Christ came to give us. Because he's very clear that he gave us a new heart. A heart that sincerely is made for him. A heart that has absolutely unwavering trust and faith in him, a heart that cannot be moved because it is in union with his spirit. This is the true heart. Jesus told the woman, he said, those who worship me will worship me in spirit and in what? Truth. That's what he's calling for. And here's the thing, guys. We, for so many years, have prayed in unbelief. Sometimes it's very difficult to kind of shift gears and begin to pray from a new covenant heart, isn't it? To stand before the Lord and say, I thank you, Father, that I have been purified, that I have been cleansed, that I am worthy to stand before you today. And I am here, Father, to stand in agreement with your heart towards me and towards those I love. I am here, Father, to stand in agreement with all that you desire towards all men. I want your plan. I want your purposes. I want your will to be done. I am here to praise you for you are my health you are my strength you are all that I need to live in this world I'm here to praise you that you have created me in your image and raised me above the frailty of flesh and the vulnerability of men I am here to praise you because the enemy has no place in my life and will not conquer me but I am more than a conqueror I am here before you Lord to receive from your spirit the mentorship the teaching 
knowing the great counsel of your heart. That is why I'm here, Father. My sins have been washed away. I stand in the purity of the sin washed away by the blood of Christ. I'm not ashamed of what you made me to be. I'm not ashamed of who I am. I will not be shamed. Silence. I will rejoice. That is new covenant prayer. That is how we pray. Anything else is unbelieving. Let us approach with a true heart. Coming before him with honest submission. Trusting him in and with your vulnerability. A true heart is a heart that is in agreement with his own. The blood cleansed us internally. It made us new. It birthed us into a new righteous union with his spirit. The water is for the external cleansing, like the laver that the priests in the temple would use. This signifies the ongoing work of the cleansing of the soul. And you know this has to happen. The soul doesn't operate in default. In order to align ourselves with truth, the soul must be cleansed before the Lord. I have referenced this before as Jesus illustrated the need for soul cleansing with the washing of feet. And I'm sure most of you remember Peter's response when Jesus attempted to wash his feet. Oh, no, Lord, not my feet. Well, if I can't wash your feet, Peter, then you will have nothing to do with me. Then what is Peter's response? Simon Peter said to him, Lord, in that case, wash not only my feet, but also my hands and my head. Jesus said to him, anyone who is bathed needs only to wash his feet and is completely clean. And you, my disciples, are clean. But not all of you in reference to Judas. That is the cleansing of the soul. We are ever in need of the cleansing of the soul. Because that's our place of vulnerability. We are in a sin-cursed body. That's this dust that we walk in as we walk upon this earth. When we come before the Lord, we must remove the clutter of our souls so that we may worship him unhindered. It's not getting forgiveness. It's the pure water that washes away the filth that cannot hold to us. It is the invitation of the Spirit of God to fill, to wash, to come through the soul like rivers of living water, to wash out the filth and corruption that is gathered through the day, through the conscious living day to day in a sin-cursed body, in a sin-cursed world, with all the media around us ever chanting in our ear. It is always needed. We don't come to Him for forgiveness. But I pray daily, I've told you this, I pray daily, Lord, be balance for my soul. Be truth for my mind, will, and emotion. Bring me in conformity with your wisdom. Let my reality be in line with the truth of my heart. Let me live in the fullness of all that you created me to be. Do you pray that prayer? If you don't, I guarantee you don't have balance in your soul. Much needed balance. If you are not desirous of the balance of the Spirit of God, then you don't know what balance is. Verse 23. Let us seize and hold tightly the confession of our hope without wavering. For he who promised is reliable and trustworthy and faithful to his word. 
This is not a request. This is a very necessary instruction. If you're a child of God, this is what you do. Not because you feel it or see it, but you hold tightly. You hold tightly to your confession. It is your testimony concerning who you are in Christ, who Christ is to you, his blessing, his activity, his protection, his provision. You hold tightly like someone is trying to take it away from you because there's a line of enemies who are doing just that. It takes a will. It takes determination. And it takes the power of God by faith. But we must hold tightly. Those words are not a mistake. Hold tightly without wavering. This is the truth of your relationship. For the promises are not based in you, but in the promiser. He is trustworthy. You know this. Every one of you know this. This, is, this isn't news. Oh, what am I going to do about this? Or oh, what am I going to do about that? And I'm not even going to name all the what if I, what am I going to do? Well, what did you do before that? And before that? And before that? And how did you live as long as you did? Has God been faithful in your life? Are you a Christian? Of course. Mike used to say, let the years speak against the minutes. And that is the truth of it. Because every day we're assaulted with unbelieving lies that said somehow we are vulnerable to the work of the enemy. Somehow we're vulnerable to the work of the world. Somehow we're vulnerable to the things around us. And we have no vulnerability. None. Thank you for joining us for His Life Revealed with Pastor Todd Granger. This program is the radio ministry of His Life Fellowship in San Antonio, Texas. If you'd like to know more about us, Visit us on the web at hislifeministries.org or on Facebook at His Life Fellowship. We would love to have you join us for worship. We meet on Saturdays at 5 p.m. at 1307 Blanco Woods at the corner of Blanco Road and Blanco Woods just inside Loop 1604. Also, if you would like to help support this ministry, you can send your tax-deductible donation to His Life Ministries P.O. Box 1894, Bernie, Texas, 78006. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.